Many married couples have a rule that they won't go to sleep until they've resolved any upset between them. What is the real meaning of never going to bed angry at your spouse? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 78 of Tractate Subas, and we learn that every marriage has conflict. But not going to bed angry means never bringing up old arguments that have already been dealt with. Put them to bed. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Harissa today. I like to begin with a story. Just prior to reciting the Shema prayer before retiring to bed at night, we recite a prayer in which we forgive all who may have wronged us that day. That way we can go to bed without holding a grudge against anyone. It's especially important to pay particular attention to your relationship with your spouse. Many spouses make a point of never going to sleep upset with one another. This prayer guarantees that. Here's the prayer. Master of the universe, I hereby forgive anyone who has angered me or sinned against me, either physically or financially, against my honor or anything that's mine, whether accidentally or intentionally, inadvertently or deliberately, by speech or by deed, in this incarnation or any other. Any Israelite is forgiven, and may no man be punished on my account. May it be your will, Hashem, my God, and the God of my fathers, I shall sin no more, nor repeat my sins, neither shall I again anger you. Nor do what is wrong in your eyes. The sins I have committed erase in your abounding mercies, but not through suffering or severe illnesses. May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of my heart be acceptable before you, Hashem, my rock and my redeemer. <coughs> what is the meaning of the prayer and why is it so important? Let's look at today's Gemara. Says the Gemara, If a woman was bequeathed property before she was betrothed, Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel agreed that she may sell or give the property as a gift, and the transaction is valid. However, if the property was bequeathed to her after she was betrothed, Beis Shammai says she may sell it, and Beis Hillel says she may not sell it. Both agree that if she sold it or gave it away as a gift, the transaction is valid. Rabbi Huda said that the sages said before Ramagam Liel, Since he merited the woman herself through betrothal, would he not acquire the property from the moment of their betrothal? Why then is her transaction valid? Rabban Gamaliel said to them, We are already ashamed about the new items, and now you also seek to include the old items? Let's analyze the Gemara. If a woman brings her personal assets into the marriage, they are hers to do business with. But if she came into an inheritance after she was married, Basila rules that she should not personally deal with those assets, rather they join the account that she shares with her husband. Nevertheless, if she did use the money, the transactions are valid. The sages ask why those assets that she owned prior to the marriage do not automatically become part of the family account. Rabban Gamliel responds by expressing wonder at the halacha that even the funds she inherits once married must be shared with her husband, let alone the previously owned assets. In his words, we are already ashamed about the new items and now you also seek to include the old items? Marriage is the coming together of two different individuals. Our sages teach that like no two people have the same face, no two people share the exact same opinions. Consequently, conflict is inevitable in any marriage. The question is not whether there will be conflict, but how we deal with the conflicting opinions. The challenge of marriage is to learn how to work together in a spirit of compromised partnership and the desire to choose the path that is best not for either spouse but for the family as a whole. And it's not as if once you've figured it out, marriage is smooth sailing and conflict-free. New issues will always arise and that will continue to challenge the couple's ability to negotiate calmly and peacefully. But here's what you need to know about conflict in marriage. 
Nobody gets it right on day one. Just like anything of value in life, the more you work at it, the better the spouse that you'll become. And hopefully with each dispute, you're able to resolve the issues. Sometimes that will entail compromise. Other times it will entail apologizing. And still other times it will entail simply accepting the other person's position. The key to a successful marriage is to move on from that issue, however it's been resolved. Sadly, some people are resistant when it comes to learning how to be a good spouse. One of the great pitfalls of marriage is the inability to let go of old issues. Matters that were already resolved and put to bed are regurgitated and rehashed over and over again. Anytime a new issue arises, some spouses have the tendency to start bringing up the old issue. But as Rabbi Gamaliel emphasizes, we are already ashamed about the new items, and now you also seek to include the old items? Why is the nightly forgiveness prayer so essential? Because if if you've utterly forgiven your spouse for everything on a daily basis, that means it's impossible to ever bring up past arguments. They're completely gone. Your spouse may have said or done things in the past that upset you, but if you forgave them, which you should do daily, you must never ever bring it up again. In the words of Ramon Gamaliel, the new issues are embarrassing enough as it is without having to reimpose the old issues. You should be embarrassed to bring up old issues. It reflects poorly on you. It means you never really forgave your spouse and that he can't really trust you to put the things in the past behind you. What's interesting about the prayer is that the last few lines switch gears. It's no longer about forgiving others, but about asking God to forgive you. What's the connection? The reason for this additional piece is to remind us that if we want Hashem to forgive and forget our past iniquities, then we'd better be serious when we pledge to forgive and forget what others have done to us. When we are completely committed to putting the past behind us in our relationships with our fellow human beings, God will do likewise in His relationship with us. Don't bring up old issues, forgive your spouse daily, and bury old issues never to be heard of again. May you merit a beautiful relationship filled with love and constant forgiveness. Wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, the transformative Duff.